Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Zakutaku Podcast. My name is Mark, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-hosts, Garcil and Jose. And today, we will be moving on to part two of our commentary on Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zeta. And in this batch of episodes, we watched from episodes 16 to 31, and Garcil. All right, so last episode uh we weren't big fans of the, the of the comedy shift right yeah no it was shit <laughs> so in these parts it, it it kept a bit of the comedy for the for at least half of it but there was a note a very noticeable shift into a much more uh i, I would say darker theme yeah so so uh for you i know i started enjoying it a lot more what about you guys uh yes i mentioned to you guys multiple times and you guys were making fun of me because i kept saying that it's picking up it's picking up it's picking up you said it like five times dude yeah it was picking (laughs) up what did he say what did you say you're like let me save you the trouble it's getting good guys yeah it is you know it's the shift was felt to the point where at the uh last part when we were watching the episodes i found myself not wanting to continue multiple times i put it off over and over again and i really didn't want to watch them but when this when we watched this batch there was i definitely was engaged and i can i wanted to continue watching them and i think i marathon through most of it in, in a day so if that is any any indication of how much i like this more then um yeah i guess it's as good as any i was actually wanting to watch it all right, so for me, from episode 16 through 19, it was still, like, trash. It just felt like shit was happening, and I still wasn't really invested in the characters. I just wasn't I wasn't vibing with them, and I just, I don't know. It was still a hassle to get from those episodes up to 20. And 20 is, like, where I stopped for a little bit, but then I decided, it was like, okay... I'm just going to try to power through 20 through 31, which actually I ended up doing today. Yeah, and bring that up. <laughs> yeah, um, it was actually, it was a lot easier to get through than uh, than the other episodes were. So from, fi- from five, what is it, from 16 to, 20, to 19, uh, it was meh. From 20 to 31, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Um, I started moving away from certain opinions, but I mean, like, mostly because it's just that things started really happening, and it felt like there wasn't a lot of downtime, which was a good thing, because it, you know, it kind of made me forget, like, all my prior complaints, so the stimulation, you know, brought the distraction, but overall, I have pretty good feelings about it. Oh, like you guys were saying... Like you guys were saying, it's actually kind of funny this time because they like spaced their humor out and it actually yeah. kind of hit. I mean, I think I'm all right. So we all started liking the show a lot more. And also in the last part, we were all fairly divided on our main hero. And in this part, he does go through a lot more, at least personal growth. So, Arpezo, let's start with you since you hated him a lot more than I did. <laughs> as uh... as there been any shift in you liking him yes i would say that there has been but um like you said it's because a lot of things happened and he started having to somewhat act a little bit differently it kind of seemed like he just became a a little bit of a different character like uh, there are certain things okay no what they did in this this part like in these batches of episodes is what i was missing throughout the first part like if they just said this throughout the first part then i would have been more 
uh, sympathetic to his character, and I would have like kind of thrown him a bone and be like, okay, I, I can understand, I can I can sympathize with that. That's fine. I'll let that slide. But they didn't do that. Um, and by with that, I'm referring to in these batches of episodes, Bright is like, uh, there's a point in which Bright is talking like to Judah. Uh, like he's wondering if he's gonna abandon them and like oh once you save your sister are you gonna say fuck us and just dip and uh, he's kind of just like I don't remember exactly what he said but I think he was like he's like kind of that's kind of my point but you know I might stay I might go you know you never know and then he was kind of worried about that but then he went to go talk to uh, he went to go talk to Rue Luca and uh, Ellie um, that's her name right oh the blonde chick or what was his blonde yeah. chick's name L L E L L E Eddie <laughs> yeah sometimes it's a struggle not trying to read these names and since it's not an English dub I'm just fumbling with pronunciations but still they like clarify to to bright that like oh no he's childish but you know at the end of the day he does care See, I felt like that was lacking throughout the first part. And I know that there's, like, something to be said about, like, oh, you have to watch the character and take into what they do. But at the end of the day, that's just, like, a lot of speculation that's just left to us. And he just left a lot of bad, like, he left a lot of, like, a big bad taste in my mouth in terms of, like, likability that I just, I just couldn't just throw him a bone and just be okay with him. So that's why I was bagging on him, like, last time. But with, like, those little explanations and kind of, like, people, you know, through other characters telling us how he is and what he is and his motivations, along with us just straight up knowing that he ultimately wants to save his sister um, and, and wants to prove something in that, like, he said, he came to say that um, he wants to kick everybody's ass so he can bring them peace, basically, <laughs> which I thought that was pretty cool. I was like, hey, that's a... That's a nifty way of going about it. I like that. You know, he's being honest with himself. And that's something that I've always liked about his character is that he's pretty honest with himself. Uh, especially when it came to calling out his former friend her, or his friends who are still cucks. And I don't like them for shit. Um, Freaking, what is his name? What is his name? Uh, Beecha and Mando or Bondo or whatever the crap yeah. his name is. The brown kid. Um, <laughs> that, yeah. What? None of them are brown. Mondo. He's like a short brown kid, isn't he? He's like a short brown kid with a bowl cut. I wouldn't Mondo say he's brown. Just regardless, regardless, regardless. Garcelle said he's brown, so he gets it. <laughs> he's like he's like Mexican toned. <laughs> he's <laughs> well. The point being, yeah, him and him and uh, Beach of being beaches. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're just he called them out and i appreciated that like rue was like or, no it was ellie that was or eddie or however you say your name blondie yeah. that was trying to be like oh but they're our friends why are you turning your back on them he's like i don't give a shit if they're our friends they'd uh turn their back on us are they here now huh and he just he got her was like got him and he had some real moments so i appreciated that about him so overall he was uh, generally a lot more likable this time around. And this time, he, when he slapped someone, particularly a woman, it was for a purpose. So oh I'm, I'm okay with that. He's not slapping and punching chicks anymore just for kicks. So, like, like Fa and... Uh... <laughs> Who else was it? Oh, he was his. Oh, he was strangling glasses earlier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So, <laughs> oh no, was that in this this batch of episodes? No, it was the last one, right? Yeah, I think uh, it was. Well, yeah. Point is, he he did that, and uh, we've moved past that now. Now he does it with a purpose, and it's justified. So, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. Overall, I like him. You know, he's not my favorite, but. Uh, there are definitely aspects to him that I do like, I really appreciate, and, uh, I could, they're kind of different from, like, the first two protagonists, from Camille and, uh, Amaro, and, uh, yeah, I don't know, we'll, we'll see what you guys touch on, too, but overall, I just, like, I have pretty positive thoughts about him, mostly, at this point. Well, in fairness, you, you covered most of what I would have said about Judo, well, aside from uh i'm i was a lot more neutral on judo uh by the end by the end of the first batch i was a bit neutral and i was only bagging on him because uh mark said he liked them uh, <laughs> uh, yeah same i was just bagging on him like crazy just because mark was like oh i gotta defend his honor <laughs> like dude that that fool's a a freaking wife beater without the nasty shirt he's <laughs> he has no honor i thought you said you like sweater guys he's a, he's wearing a yellow sweater under that jacket <laughs> no it's a shirt and if not, he's he's covering it with the jacket. So that's already a sin against me. And a sin against that sweater, which is probably probably nice. But, you know, he decided to cover it up with a jacket, so who would know? Well, either way, I do feel like Ditto might become one of my favorite characters. And by the end, if his personal growth continues like it has been. I don't think he'll ever top Camille, but uh, yeah, I think I could probably put him in the top ten. For now, anyways. <laughs> Wasn't it funny how I... <laughs> There's only been three. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, <laughs> in my personal time, okay. I think I could still barely even make a five. Either Isn't way, Mark, funny? You, you got when Mark ass? when Mark sent that screenshot of like uh, Bright saying like, "Oh, uh, he w- he's not the kind of person that would uh <laughs> that would lie and steal things," and that's what he did like in the last batch of episodes. He didn't steal anything. He, he brought it back. Freaking... He borrowed it. Uh, listen, yeah, if you okay, borrowing it. without asking is stealing. Why don't I go borrow something from Best Buy and I'll promise to take it back? Hey, l- cops can borrow cars if they need to catch a criminal. Judo borrowed a highly advanced mobile suit to catch a criminal. And Mr. Wong yeah, sucks. I'm it. glad that he kicked <laughs> them in the nuts. I fucking hate okay. him. <laughs> so. <laughs> judo last time i didn't have an issue with well i had a couple issues with him but it was more the tone of the series not necessarily judo as a character and in the, and since the tone shifted this batch of episodes um it's just made me like judo even more uh he has a drastically different personality than amaro and camille um in in the fact that he's more i guess goofy and um childish. I, not necessarily childish but like he projects his opinions more like camille would he'd be disobedient but he he, never, he was never really vocal about his ambitions or anything he was just kind of defiant um same with amaro but judo he's just telling everyone on the ship what he believes and why he does the things that he does and um he's not really he's not really rude like the other two were he does some dumb things but it's just it's kind of more so out of character for him than in character like it was for the other two and um i appreciate his his on like he has like some weird honor code where the people on the argum or yeah the argama are his family now and he acts like he doesn't necessarily think that way but uh, his actions say otherwise when he's always trying to save them he always puts them first over himself um even though he says oh i'm doing this for myself yeah well you know not not necessarily like 
for instance, in this batch of episodes, we saw Rue take off. And even though something tragic had just happened to Judo, he still was determined to bring her back because, you know, she's part of the crew. She's an important member and she's one of his friends. And I mean, that's kind of encapsulates his character and i like that about him um he's one of my favorites uh, so far unless uh Amuro can top him and sh- the next movie uh he probably beats Amuro in my eyes but blasphemy <laughs> but no i, I really and the tone shift was what it needed really because he's become a way better character since then He's, I don't know, it's just its just really hard to... Anyways, I like Judo. Alright, let's clarify this. Uh, he's still not better than Camille at hand-to-hand. <laughs> okay. He's, okay. He's not. No, he is. <laughs> just because just he got what. one kick against Mr. Wong doesn't okay, mean but shit. I, okay, so when I sent that... He wasn't even scared said, of him. No, when you said, on. you were like... Hold on, hold on, hold on. He's scared when, of him. No, no he's not. When you, when you said... When, you, when I sent that <laughs> picture of... Of Cam- of Camille or not Camille Judo <laughs> beating up Wong and you said Camille took it because he was like trying to be obedient. I went back and rewatched that scene and Camille throws the first punch and tries to beat up Wong and Wong like Ultra Instinct dodges it and then punches Camille back. Judo Ultra Instinct dodges it immediately. Wong's punch and then knees him in the gut. That's he's a way better fighter. He he had that no, instinct no, immediately. Hell no. He's not a bullet yeah. timer. He didn't dodge point blank gunfire. He ain't shit. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Camille grew up in like a rich house, household, upper class, maybe something like that. He has formal he, training. He has no. He has no training. That's a he, judo. He, or they training. mentioned that he he did like karate or some shit. Fuck you. <laughs> he got. We saw him get like he fight. We in the first so episode he, he gets punched he, in the yeah. face like right away. Round by the one dick and then marshmallow. Yeah, no, this guy ain't shit. He just got one lucky kick against Mr. Wong. No. And now you guys are saying that he's freaking... He's coming to us right now. Uh, he's yeah, going to come out of that. God, I feel... And then he's going to kick the head right <laughs> off of Judo. <laughs> no. Yeah. He's no. going to one-shot Judo's him. Gonna, judo, okay, how you, the, Judo's going to be the one that's... Judo, oh my God. judo has not, has not one-shotted anybody. <laughs> what? What? He one-shots everyone! Right enough. No, that's not true. Alright, alright. Let's move on. Let's move on. No more Camille. But but I will say, about Judah, though, um, while we're still, like, kind of talking about him, um, in these episodes, I thought that, like, his, his mobile suit combat was super good. Like, I'll definitely say that he's, he's so far definitely better than Camille at that, in my opinion. And uh, yeah, I want to say that, yeah... And I want to say he's at least like probably on par with what we what with what we saw from Amaro, in my opinion, or maybe like at least yeah, like on par, maybe even better to be honest. But and he's a lot more merciless. He just kills people and he's down with it. Camille was always like, I'm not trying to kill anybody until he becomes bloodlusted. Bloodlusted. <laughs> uh, so we're having fun. Let's let's uh let's bring it down a little bit. Mark, you mentioned. A tragic event, right? Yeah. Right. So the Lena rescue arc, that took quite a long time. But it wasn't an arc. Whatever, Mark. (laughs) That's what I was trying to... I I was like, what are you guys talking about? It's not an arc. It's like a plot I didn't say it. You said it. You're actually the one who said it. (laughs) That's a fucking lie, dude. It was Garcelle. And He's like, this arc is taking too long. Overarching event, whatever. Yeah, I, 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 
16 episodes. All right. She was captured for 16 episodes. Are you mad that they focused on it? Or are you mad that it happened and it didn't get resolved quickly? I'm just saying it took a while. Okay. Well, continue. Anyways, at the end of it all, Judo does rescue Lena at a cost. Mark, take it away. So, um, this is a good episode, I, I think. So, up until this point, um, our heroes uh, go down to Earth and they're in Africa and... Uh, there's multiple events that occur and a lot of character development happens. But one of the main things and the reason why they're there is that um, Axis has gotten a hold of some troops in Dakar, which if you they've remember, the huh? they've taken the whole capital. Yeah. And if you remember, that's where um, Shar did where a Char speech. Gave his... Yeah. Yeah. So it's cool. To, it's cool throwback. But anyways, um, so they're, they kind of took hold of that city and they're throwing a party to gather some investors and at this party judo infiltrates and he's about he's there to rescue lena he knows she's there and he grabs her but while he's escorting her out of the building that they're at she gets shot by haman and um the rescue efforts take too long uh, she ends up dying I, i'm putting that in quotation mark you can't see my air quotes but i'm putting that in air quotes and we are audio friendly yeah we're only audio audio exclusivity so for now yeah for now so this scene um so this ends up like wrecking judo and that's the tragic scene i was referencing is that lena apparently dies um at the hands of a crashed mobile suit of all things um explodes a tent she was in and you know he honestly rebounded from it a lot quicker than i thought he was going to but it definitely I sets the tone what i honestly, I honestly did not think he was going to recover in the last i did year. not no i did not so I'm glad he did yeah i'm glad he did it kind of shows his resolve but anyways yeah so this scene's pretty sad he finally gets her back and the same episode she dies so uh, let me it. just say that I called it. Called yes, what? Yes, Jose, we all know you like it when little kids die. <laughs> no, but, like, I did like it, but not for the purpose of, like, you know, because I hated her or anything. I actually really liked Lena. I thought she was, like, a cute little sister character. That yeah, she was smart. Made you... She was yeah, playing uh, Glammy that whole time. When they're trying to get out, and uh, one of the Zeon uh, troops stops them, she just straight up says, like, uh, you guys are fuck, what'd you say? I'm taking so-and-so somewhere because uh, yeah. it's been commanded by so-and-so, one of the higher-ups and whatnot, and she was so convincing. She was like a politician right there. And uh, she yeah, just, she won the guy over, and she was he was like, oh, thank you, you know, we're so happy to have you with us, Miss Lena! And then he lets her slip by, um, and then <laughs> Glammy's like slow ass is coming right behind them and he's like yeah. where did she go and then uh, he's, he's like she went that way no yeah, wait he didn't even tell she, her out <laughs> this is all while she shot too yeah Leading. she played it off like a little champion so she's a good kid character she's the ideal kid character she's and, and like i was saying it was really good like that it felt like it was something that we really needed like well okay just maybe me but <laughs> oh my God. like i really liked it that she died <laughs> like it, <laughs> as morbid as that sounds now hear me out real quick it's because of the story purposes and how it drives judah a lot more how it, it impacts him how it changes and shifts his character and strengthens him i didn't feel like i had like all of that before but with this <clears throat> it was exactly the push that he needed and uh the the push that we needed as an audience i guess speaking for myself 
to in order to like really be able to 100% get behind him. Like now I don't think he's just some some stock kid that just tells everybody off and just tries to act cool and acts and just is some beast at mobile suit combat. Now he's, you know, he's got his uh he's got his tragic upbringing, I guess, or his tragic background story to to really put weight to him. And I, I really liked it. It was the, the perfect thing that his character, in my opinion, kind of needed. I like the so, scene after. Like, you know, in the, yeah, you know what? Uh, oh, no, go ahead. No, I thought that was pretty cool. Like, it kind of showed him where he's in his cockpit. He locks himself in, in one of the core fighters for I don't know how long, but it seemed like a while. And it, it just shows the tone shift in the series because before, I mean... Who would have thought, like, if you just watch the first half of it or the first little bit of this first 15, 16, even up till probably that episode, you would have never thought you would have seen this in double double Zeta. But so he locks himself in the core fighter and then they finally pry it open because uh, Rue is upset with them because he's not doing anything. And then when it opens, you just see him and he's wrecked and he's been like punching or smashing his head into the the control panel of the of the core fighter and i was like dang that's that's i mean that's tragic and i, I thought that scene was really good kind of showed how how messed up he actually was from it it was kind of funny that like it sounded like they were struggling to get him out of there like he locked it or something but all it takes is a push of two buttons to open the fucking thing oh <laughs> uh, i think they kind of oh go ahead uh, i thought they were just like wanting him to come out by himself not like force yeah him. yeah agreed. and you referenced the other two characters mondo and bicha who i hated for up until probably this point but at this point you see them you see a tone shift in or a shift in them too the characters they become a lot more sympathetic, I guess, because they are they're they like show that they care for judo and the fact that they tell Rue, hey, don't go over there. You just, you know what happened to him. Respect his you know, respect his boundaries and respect him during this time. I mean, this is very hard for him. And they're showing that there's although they've had in the past like some horrible qualities to them, they're they definitely advancing as characters. Huh? They were traitors. Yeah, so they did horrible things. And although it was so that they could get back home because they didn't want to be there, it's still horrible. And up to, and at this point, they're showing that they're more cooperative and helping out more, and they care about judo. And I thought that was cool. So I, probably I the only to, moment with them I liked. <laughs> I started to warm up to them as they began helping out more and being a and being actually part of the crew and not just some terrible side characters that you're supposed to hate. I mean, they tied a bunch of bombs to commute or to sorry, Judah. Yeah, <laughs> that was dumb. They also convinced yeah. them to fucking strap grenades on them. <laughs> but they actually turned out to help him, which was saved his life. Yeah, the bombs started. The, the they were like all destroyed. One of the uh, but their plan teams. worked. Weren't they trying to screw him over? Yeah, they were, but it worked. <laughs> yeah, no, they tried to kill him. Did they? Yes. No, they said that if somebody, if one of the other suits shot the bombs, it, he they would all explode, and then he would explode too. No, but then they said that <laughs> they uh, spaced it out so it wouldn't he wouldn't get caught in the explosion. But they trapped grenades to him. They tried to make convince him that it wouldn't it would be safe. But then like, oh, you better put grenades on there too, so he would blow up. Is that what he said? I thought okay. I thought Judah just said, "Oh look, now I'm matching <laughs> with his freaking them." <laughs> No, they told him to. Oh. Uh, yeah. So, but I mean, 
Well, let's also make a quick mention that uh, Eno got caught in one of those cables, and Judo didn't want to. wasn't letting him into the cockpit. Yeah, that was fucked up. <laughs> but but to be fair, he would have been screwed no matter what because in the cockpit he's got he's sitting right next to Judo. And he's strapped with a bunch of bombs on him too. So yeah, but he's also not getting fired at in space. <laughs> yeah, or the, the you know the he could pull hard enough, and then the cable just split him in half. That <laughs> <I> too. <laughs> oh, we uh, went off course. <laughs> yeah, we did, but it's okay because we were care talking about characters. Um, but yeah, I lost a little respect for Rue. Oh, definitely. Uh, Her, she was way too forceful to on Judo after yeah. her little sister died. Yeah. And she acted dumb right after that by leaving and going to the village by herself. She pulled an Amaro. She did. Mm-hmm. Um, but also she's just, she's just trying to keep some people behind her by wearing the booty shorts. She looks good in that outfit though. I don't like the side ponytail, but that's neither uh-huh. here nor there. <laughs> Anyway, it's also during this uh, uh, Rue going off on her own. Alrighty then. <coughs> it's also during this part, uh, during Rue's little escapade, that uh, Beecha uses her as a human shield. <laughs> in fairness, he was using it on Glemmy, who we all know who would not shoot at Rue, but still, kind of fucked up. Yeah, but he destroyed the Bawa. Bawa. The Glemmy's like OP mobile suit. I was like wrecking them. He destroyed it. Mark. That was funny. Used, he, uh, one of his crewmates, friends even, as a shield. And told her, hey, be proud. You're finally being useful. When she's the pilot of the Zeta. I know. Dude, she was wrecking with the Zeta, but. Um, He's good at Maxi Boost. Yeah, she's good. But let's get back on topic. <laughs> what is the topic, anyways? Um, well. So while we're on the subject of them being in Africa, I really I want to mention how I'm impressed with the it must be like the concept artists, character designers, or whoever who designed the the characters, the side characters in this area because they're they're in Africa, so they're they have black characters and they don't over exaggerate any like stereotypical features uh, that um, other anime would, would do, I would say like they don't give them all the things you, you probably are thinking of right now. And I'm not going to say, Black but they don't make them yeah, look they don't, like Usopp from one piece. No, they, they make them look like, you know, like, like black people. And it's cool. They give them like the hair and, and they're just, and they're not like joke characters or anything. They're serious. And I just, I am for the time period that this came out in, like the, 80s i am very impressed and um i think is um and i think it gives this series a lot of respect that they that they didn't go that route that they went with the they just made them characters which is really cool and it's sad that i have to point that out (laughs) but i did notice it and i i do respect it yeah agreed i also thought it was pretty cool how they added the prayer scene when they're in that town like the the religion of islam that was good yeah it was uh Really feels like they're very, they were very conscious, like socially conscious when, uh, when it came to making these, which is also interesting since it's Japanese, but that's really cool. Um, major props for that. Right. So, uh, how do I, how do I transition from that? Jesus. All right. Let's go, let's go ahead and talk about one of the, uh, newer members of the Gundam team. In episode 17, we meet, <laughs> uh, Judo's other little sister, or at least she wants to be. LPO. How do you want to call her? So, ah, uh, what can we say about Puru? She's, She's annoying. innocent. <laughs> One of them not like the other. Yeah. I, she's annoying. And uh, after Lena's death, 
I, I really didn't like her very much, but... Yo, uh, she was trying to freaking kill her! That's fucked! I, I was like, in my dark mind, in the back of my dark mind, I was thinking like, no, nah, she's gonna go back there and she's gonna try to kill her right now because she wants you to alter herself. And then it actually happened and I was like, I was shocked. Lena started it. She's the one that grabbed the pipe. I was like all scared for her life. Which she fair. she was gonna go down fair. back there and snuff her. She's gonna put her down and then she's like, Oh, I you know, I feel better right now and Lena closes her eyes and then she puts that damn pillow over her face and just makes it quick and, and silent. But Lena knew what was going on and she was gonna defend herself. And then put a put a put a put got she desperate and tried to tried to take her. She tried to choke her out too. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't stop once Judo showed up. They had to like convince her to be family. Yeah. But I and really don't like, under I'll replace I don't her. understand. I don't understand because the no. series is is so like realistic in some aspects. But then you can introduce a character like her and it's just, it just kind of throws everything off because she's so... She's a kid character. I don't know. She, yeah, but she's so, like, what uh, am I nutty. trying to say? Like, not uncooperative and... Illogical. She, makes, she makes issues for everybody and everything, and they don't yeah. try and do anything to her. She just, do, like, does whatever she wants, gets away with whatever she wants, and she's just doing these horrible, violent things, like you guys mentioned, like trying to kill Lena... She abandoning like, everybody she, in the desert. Yeah, yeah she tries a lot of the uh, the weapons. Throwing, yeah, throwing the water over her and just like letting everybody. What was Throw it? All the uh, kids in the yeah <laughs> at Axis because Judo won't play with her. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's I don't know. know. At that point too, she's so yeah, innocent. She, she's trying now. to kill everybody. <laughs> But, I mean, I don't know if it's just because she's, like, a cyber new type and they, like, mind scramble her all the time. And that's why she's, uh, she's just, like, she acts like a, like a toddler, but she's probably, like, what, like, 10? Probably. And, and it's just really odd to see, to see her, she's basically, like, a villain character. She's acting like a villain character and they don't, they don't treat her like a villain character. They treat her like a friend. Mm-hmm. Well, in a sense, she did kind of like betray the Axis after go with while going with Judo. So I guess that's yeah. But she only cares about Judo. She only cares about Judo. Everyone else is like so long she cares about Judo. She's on their side. That's just really odd. I don't. I don't like the um, how they're introducing her and developing her as a character. It's just uh, maybe next set she'll be better because she sees how Lena's death affects her. But her saying like, "Oh, I'll be your new sister now," it's just really yeah. weird. But during those last couple episodes, she did seem to at least mellow out someone a bit more helpful. Yeah, but it was also like two episodes after her death, so. And it's also because she got what she wanted, and Lena's out of the way now. Freaking poodle, poodle, poodle. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't. Cyber new type. I actually thought she was gonna be a regular new type. So did I. So did I. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know if it's just me, but I kind of. I, I don't know. I just felt like I don't really want to see that whole the cyber new type thing. You know, re re uh, told. You know, the Rosamia and Camille, the four and Camille. Uh, like, I felt like they did it too many times, like, in, in Zeta Gundam, and now they're doing it again here, which is, I want to give it the pass, because it's the first time it's being done in here, but at the same time, I don't like Puru, and, uh, it was already done multiple times in Zeta alone, so I just feel like I've had, I've seen it too many times at this point, and she's just really unlikable in my to me she's just annoying but i guess i have to redact my statement that i made in last episode where i said that axis probably doesn't use cyber new types because this proves it wrong and 
Pudu is a cyber new type. <laughs> yeah. Also, Shara could probably be a new type, a cyber new type then. Eh, I think he's a real one because he doesn't, he's not like crazy or anything. Yeah. That's Shara. Oh, yes. I, I thought you said Shara. <laughs> Oh yeah, look at that. Another one in this. Another one in this uh, series, Shara. She's gone now. Who cares about her? Yeah. Uh, she just like they just left her on a planet and dipped. Okay, can I bring this her. Can I bring this up right now? I think that they realize that these characters suck so bad they just abandon them like um Mashmeyer and Kara. They're just like, mm, Mashmeyer, not vibing well. Let's get rid of him. He's he just disappears. And then Kara, mm, she's a little too annoying. Let's get rid of her. <laughs> they should leave oh, her on the moon. Yeah, Master Meyer will be back, though. And now the characters, the villain characters are good. Like, he's Glammy, in, he's in Maxi Boost. He's in Maxi Boost. That's why I'm saying that he'll probably be back. I don't know they for sure. He's in Maxi Boost. He's literally coming back. <laughs> <laughs> he has to. Otherwise, he got that spot in the roster for like, what, like 10 episodes? Where he didn't do anything. Adult so. also doesn't have the same design for the record. Oh shit! See, <laughs> I forgot about that. So, um, but before we head into any of the other villains, I want to bring up Haman real quick. She was so she was a villain that we met back in Zeta near the end. Yes. Now she's got a whole lot more screen time. What do you guys think? I'd let her step on me. <laughs> you know, I just I'm really feeling Haman this time. Same. I think she's way cool. You know, I'd 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 let her I'd let her yeah I'd let her be uh or I'd let her keep me as her number one slave. Uh, oh God, she's yeah, really cool. She's just Mash she. Like that. I understand why Mashmire is like that. Damn, dude. Yeah, now I'm Mashmire. I'm like I'm simping for Haman. She's just really cool, and uh, like it's not even that like I think that her character is like hot. I mean, she's a uh, in my opinion, I think she's a pretty character, but like I just really like her presence. And how she carries herself, and how uh, capable she is. Like I'm just, I'm, I, I'm, I like her. That's all. I, I like that say. she showed weakness. Yes. Can can I also bring up real quick? What the fuck was that thing that came out of judo? Uh, uh it's the same thing that came out of uh, Dozel. Camille. Oh no. Also, my <laughs> ancestors. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's probably like Camille's like new type power thing where he's like creates a shield and where he powers Zeta with Super it. Saiyan. But uh, that's I like that scene. Be- I like that scene because it showed like come on, come on, showed fear, which is cool. Yeah, to show that she has like a weakness. She wasn't like just like oh, you know, who cares about your mystical powers? I also have them. Huzzah! Take this. She was like run for her life away from Judo. Yeah. <laughs> he shot. Yes, at and I was just like ghost thing. Yeah, it was just like. Huh, run to me, Haman. I'll take the blow for you. Yeah, I'm just I'm mad simping for her right now. But you know what I think? Haman Khan must be about twenty years old now. Well, twenty one now because she's it's been a year more or less. Yeah, I don't know. She's she 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 hasn't really done anything so far aside from be like a political leader. So um, yeah, yeah. all we know of her is from Zeta and and she was trying to seduce the- Judah. Lucky bastard. That's so weird. <laughs> so weird. Let's not forget about that. <laughs> it's so odd. Yeah, it was pretty random. I did not see that coming. Another one of those uh, new type attraction things. Dude, I told no. you, if you're a new type, if you're a new type, you're automatically into into other new types. That was way more than a new type attraction. <laughs> she was trying to groom him. <laughs> We could only wish. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you guys, you guys said it. Her character's, like, her presence is intimidating. 
Um, feels like she's not afraid to do what has to be done to get the job done. Like when she's going to shoot judo, when he breaks into the, their like little like mansion thing. Yeah. I mean, she's not, she's not afraid of any, to do anything. And that's pretty cool. Indeed. It's, it's, it's different than Mashemeyer. I'm so glad that they got away from him because now with these new intimidating characters, the stakes are raised and the show's just that much more enjoyable. See, you do think that Glemmy is intimidating. <laughs> slightly he's more than mashemeyer but he's also dumb dude he's just after love but he's still doing his job so well while we're on the subject of glemmy uh they hamad and glemmy had a bit of a talk and she said a kind of a weird little thing she she mentioned that the blood of the zavi flows through them well through us but uh, talking to them you know what do you guys think of that you think they're both like Ill- illegitimate children or do you think it's like a zeon solidarity kind of thing i think it's the solidarity <laughs> That felt like such yeah. an important line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was probably an episode, yeah, episode nineteen or twenty. He went to go talk to her, right? Uh, it's the Poodoo episode. Yes, yes, that's the one. Then, and uh, oh, never mind. No, wait. When when we meet her, or when she meets Judah, yeah, that's the same episode that she takes him back to the place, right, to look for Lena. Okay. <laughs> Point is, it's important, and you guys touched on it. So, yeah, on Khan during that scene, you know, paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was paying attention. I was paying. I I read everything else. I just didn't catch that. Glammy, 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 glow and glammy. No more simping for Hamon. Glammy, Glammy had a glow up. Like straight up. Yo, he got freaking. He got ranked up. He got. He got mad XP. No, he didn't get ranked up. He got like. He was like Anakin Skywalker. You could join the council, but will not grant you the rank of master. They put that man on a leash like three times. (laughs) They got like four people watching over him. He literally says he's a commander. Yeah, but then she's like, yeah, but then she's Lord like Lord Glemmy. She's like, she's like, go Glemmy, go go Commander Glemmy, and then she's also like turns to the side and is like, hey you, go watch him. He's dumb. It's because he's not experienced, but it's still. Yeah, he's not. He's not dumb. He's so dumb. Nah. He's in love with Rue and he won't do anything. He's simping hard for Rue and he won't do anything. I don't know. know. If being in love with Rue is dumb, dude, I'm dumb. Yeah, same. Let's not start simping for Rue, though. Oh, he's stupid. He just. He loses every fight because of Rue's there. You mentioned her. Hey, you know, Rue piloted the Zeta once. You better not shoot it. He's like, oh, God, I'm not going to shoot it then. Okay, you're right. And then he just gets shot down. He lost the Bawa because because of Rue. See, that's his kryptonite. That's the only thing that that's the only way that they're beating him. So he's Dude, he's a force there, to be reckoned with. They'd all be down. They'd all exactly. Be down. Goodbye, Gundam. She is there. Grim, they should send him. A, they should send him on missions away from her. Then you know what? If we're talking about Maxi Boost, Glemmy's not even in Maxi Boost yet. You know, I was thinking about that, and I was kind of teeved. No, he sucks. <laughs> I, I don't like. <laughs> I don't like Glemmy, but uh, well, I dude. do like Glemmy. Either way, he was still high ranking. Tell me why you like Glemmy. So, because I because I don't like. Him. He was still high ranking, and they what he didn't have an Anakin situation. He was legit yeah. high ranking, which was still funny and it's weird, and I I don't really agree with it because he's like a scrub. He's a level one scrub, and then they just next like he gets mad XP, and then just bursts up to freaking the level cap. 
I think I feel as if Glemmy went from a again comedic little grunt back in the first batch to an actually intimidating presence that is still simping for Rue. But I do feel that he's a danger now. I don't like him. All right, I'm not gonna lie. I don't really find him intimidating, but I find him to be more uh, commanding of a presence like than the other characters have been, uh, and uh, just more capable. I mean, he was able to do some pretty good, pretty good stuff in terms of mobile suit combat against them. Like he has been a lot closer than Mash than Mashemire or whatever his name is. Um, like he was a lot closer to beating them. And you guys also have, have to realize you guys have to realize that most of the fights he has with these people, it's like them. They are all in core fighters the whole time until he tr- they transform into double Zeta, and at that point he just loses every single time. There's not even yeah, a he fight. He transforms into OP Maximus oh, 100. He's, and then... he's so impressive. He's so impressive. <laughs> you could take out a couple jets that Amro took out a whole squadron of in in MGS or MSG. He's so impressive. I can't believe it. He can't even kill a core fighter. He's not impressive. Yeah. He's not. Yeah, he was going to smoke that other guy. What's his name? Um, <laughs> the other character that I hate, which I, which I wish yeah, he did Yeah, the two smoke guys him. who don't know how to pilot a mobile suit. He, oh, yeah. So impressive. This commander can't yeah, even take it? out two guys who can't pilot a mobile suit or a core fighter. He's so intimidating. And when he does, like, go 1v1, he still loses, like, when he's part of the Yeah, but they're part of the, of the Argama. If you're part of the Ar- Argama, you automatically have that, that halo of OP-ness. <laughs> so. <laughs> you have uh, plot armor. Emma died. Emma died. Why are you bringing that up? Yeah, but she didn't until the very end. So because she was part of the argument. Listen, that was a tragedy. Yeah, it was. But Glemmy sucks. Not, not double data. <laughs> Glemmy no, but sucks. he just he just he comes off as a, a better character than the other ones. Like, yeah. Okay, let's see. Let's let's look at his competition. Mashmire, like you said, he's a simp and he doesn't really. He's just like goofing off all the time. He's thinking about and jerking off about Hamon all the time. They ejected him from the series. Yeah, and then <laughs> who else was there? Who else was there? There was uh, Chara, and then oh, she's okay. just like gets captured twice. By the people, by the Argama crew, and she gets, <laughs> um, she gets knocked out by somebody, doesn't she? And then she's smacking around, um, Kum, or was it Shinta? Yeah, Shinta. Yeah, she's like smacking around Shinta in the freaking, the the whatever she stole to get out of there, which was funny. Anyway, yeah, that was his competition. Those two goofballs were his competition. He does, he just right next to them, he looks way better. Yeah, but what about the, what about uh that what about the one off film? Dry, the Dryson Squadron guy. Ronkin Who? Uh R- Didn't that guy suck too? Or, what was his name? He Ron? got he died, didn't he? Or no, he he, no, he just did away him. with him too. No, so before they landed oh let's go ahead and just talk about the one offs. So before they landed in Dakar, well before they entered Earth in general, they were met with a Xeon force right above the earth and we meet a new guy called uh what's his name roncon the the hawk the hawk oh yeah yeah you're right yeah he was pretty good this dude was fucking scary yeah, yeah see that's an intimidating villain not glemmy yeah but he wasn't gonna stick around unfortunately i i could i I, I got the vibe that he he's wasn't not gonna dead. stick around he's not dead i don't think he's dead but i just don't think he's gonna be as prominent as he probably should be unfortunately because i do agree that he would be better than glemmy but it is what it is. Either or, the dude literally played chicken with the Argama while firing. And anytime any of his crew would get out of their seats, point a gun at them and tell them if they yeah. were traitors. Like this dude. This was- guy. I like this guy. He's a villain. He's I, my, I, he's I, someone I want to see more. I sent a picture to him. <laughs> yeah, I can agree. I was like, yo, buddy, you're in the wrong series. <laughs> he is. 
God damn this guy. He reminds me of uh, uh, one of the, the older Zabi brother. Over an hour. <laughs> I have to do something. All right, I'll throw it over. So I really liked uh, Masai, or however you pronounce it. She was Masai. Piling, I don't know. She was piloting a Gelgu that was originally her brother's, and she was out for revenge. So she used a bunch of traps and pretty much single-handedly took down the majority of the Gundam team until, you know, Judo shows up. But still, she did really good. She was doing a lot better than I thought she was going to be doing. And her story was tragic, uh, which made her a compelling character. Yes. Judo ends up saving her, and then she just doesn't really know what to do. Yeah, we didn't. Should we see her like in like a cloak, like just kind of disheveled? floor i mean, it's sad but i mean i like see that's why i like this part that we watched because it had all these little stories in it of like world building and character developments of characters that we won't necessarily see again but it, it's still like built up um the argama characters as well as the the world that they're in like you can see how how drastic things are on in africa there's multiple groups fighting and for power and um, like the blue team, Rommel squad, and characters like Masai who have been affected by the war, which um, puts things in a in a in a bigger perspective that I liked. Completely agree. Made things feel really impactful, which is something that I felt like was kind of missing during the first batch of episodes. Yeah, so. it definitely was. I'm getting uh, Zeta vibes, I guess. So, which is a good thing because I was I, severely missing that. I really feel like this might not end up like. Well, I feel it's gonna be a lot of death. So that's a, the, I'm I'm glad that you said that you're getting the Zeta vibes things because that's exactly what I was thinking. I was gonna say that um, this part uh, hopefully it keeps going on, but based on like this part of the series that we're on, it feels like the old Gundams. But, like, in the good way. Like, it feels like it has all the good stuff from those Gundams. Like, what makes Gundam Gundam? And I'm just spamming Gundam right now, but, like... <laughs> um, it's just... It's that good, impactful feeling with good story and uh, compelling characters and good action. I don't really think there's going to be a lot of death on the uh, Argama side, though. No, I don't it's, think so. He's going to die. I feel like Eno's going to die, and I, I don't want Eno to die. Yeah, or one of the Beach Armando Bicha yeah. Armando, but if I had to pick one of those two, I'd I'd say Bicha can die. Picking characters for a Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> Ten bucks says Mondo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually I do really hope that none of them die. No, I'm starting to like them all. Mondo can stay alive. I I won't mind. But if Bicha dies, I won't mind either. Oh, since we're already talking about future, since we're heading into the last batch of Double Zeta, anything you guys are expecting? Uh, or Hamon, definitely. I think that uh, after the events of the um, ceremony thing they were holding, she's going to be a more prominent character of realizing that Judo is a threat and um, extremely powerful in terms of new type abilities. Um, probably reminds her a little of Camille. So I think that she'll be more prominent, hopefully get into like a couple mobile suits so we can see some action with her. Um, I feel like something's going to happen with Glemmy where he's going to flip a switch because they've been building up his like him, him as someone who is after Rue and kind of comedic. But I feel like the last episode we watched with him in it, he definitely flipped a switch when he just beats that like Adonis guy up, <laughs> the guy who looks like a Greek figure. I don't, um, he he like just, <laughs> I don't know he looked like chiseled but that guy 
he like goes off on him and i feel like that's kind of a shift in his character like being with blue team seeing their struggles hardships and not being able to fulfill their their will i think it's gonna propel him into more of a of a threatening character i hope what if glemmy is the last boss instead of Haman? Uh, he might be he can't he won't dude he's no, not in maxi boost not. <laughs> true we we just got our spoilers <laughs> <laughs> we gotta stop playing maxi boost <laughs> So, but yeah, I feel like, I feel like the story is going to really pick up. The things are going to start getting intense. Hopefully we go back into space and, um, so I don't know. I feel like it's going to get, it's going to get pretty good from here on out. I honestly think we may just be staying on earth. And if we go back into space, it's just going to be in orbit, okay. but, uh, I'll I be do, okay with uh, that. Oh, Mashmire comes back. That, that's, he will. That's it for me. If he comes back, I hope he's more serious of a character. He's going to be serious, dude. He's going to be extra serious in pursuing If anything, Haman. I want him to come back after Haman dies. That would be cool, because then he'd be pissed. Yeah, he'll be pissed, and he's going to he's gonna go into bloodlusted rage mode. Maybe he'll get ghost new type powers. He'll get possessed by Haman, and then she'll try to take her revenge. Exactly. He'll live the dream. Of having Haman. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> uh. Well, that's uh, Mark pretty much covered everything about how uh, we should be looking forward to it. But, you know, I'm going to take us in a little bit of a separate direction and bring up the fact that, uh, you know, the uh, Yakushiki made an appearance in the series. Oh, yeah, we forgot. First off, I got to say, they fucking disrespected that masterpiece uh, that's piloted by one of the best, uh, Quattro Bajila, otherwise known as Shar Azdabal. They completely disrespected him by giving that um, brilliant, sexy mobile suit to Beecha. Where did they get it? (laughs) To that little beach. How? Why? It was floating, so I guess they salvaged it. Yeah, but only like the chest piece was floating. They can fix it. (laughs) They designed it. But still, it's just weird that it just randomly shows up. It's like, oh, hey, here's a Hakushiki. Remember that from Zeta? Now things are going to start getting good because we're bringing in things from Zeta. <laughs> uh, Judo did it's... start using the Zeta more often. He did. I was going to say that. I was going to say he... I like how he diver- like diversifies his arsenal. He's like, mm, Zeta's, Zeta seems like it's better for this mission. I'm going to use that. Uh, uh, Double Zeta seems like it's better for this. Let me just go ahead and use that real quick. Yeah. Um. Also... There are a few parts in which you see um, the double Zeta, the Zeta, and the Mark II, like in the same in the same shot, and it's oh, really man, cool to see them. Yeah, like I don't know, it was really cool seeing them together. I know the Mark II isn't exactly you know the original Gundam, but I mean it still does look a lot like it. So it just gave me those kinds of vibes, like seeing the three protags on the screen, and just like it was a good feeling. It was a little bit of fan service that I appreciated. Probably wasn't even necessarily their intention, but or maybe it was for a while, I know, but it was cool. Just something I wanted to throw in. Oh, anything more to add? Nope, I think that's good. So, all right, everybody, uh, that wraps up today's episode. Uh, go ahead and give us a follow over on Instagram at Zakutaku, on Twitter at Zakutaku, and make sure to follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Um, we'll be back next week with the conclusion to Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zeta. Mm-hmm.